Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Hearts. You guys, we are wrapping it up today, the end of May. Oh my word, can you even believe it? I know I <laughs> I actually ran into a mom at our twins uh, continuation uh, ceremony from sixth grade into junior high. And this mom said it so perfectly. Uh, she said, you know, those car commercials where it's push, pull, or drag, like bring your car in, whether it's push, pull, or drag, that's how, how we are making it over the finish line <laughs> for school this year. And oh man, between school and sports, I totally understand that. And you guys, I am so thankful that the Lord put walking through the book of Matthew on my heart this month, because it really and truly anchored me in. But we're going to talk about that in just a second. First, as always, I got to give a shout out. You guys, I love hearing from you. And I heard from someone special. Her name is Sharon. And she sent me a very long message just talking about her journey with the Lord. And I never tire from hearing your testimonies. It's encouraging to me. It's encouraging for you to hear your own testimony. And it's encouraging for others to hear how he has come for you. And so I wanted to shout her out. Um, she said, with Holistic Hearts, thank you so much for being a part of this whole journey for me of actually hearing God's voice and knowing that he is kind. Man, that right there, this is why I continue to do Holistic Hearts. And I'm not sure where the Lord has this continuing to grow. Uh, and if maybe Holistic Hearts and Holistic Podcasting, my other podcasts continue, um, and maybe they come together at some point. I don't know. I, I do not know. All I know is that I want to say yes to his invitation to continue to keep coming on here and using my voice because if it's just for that one person that needs to know that his voice is kind, it's worth it. So thank you for sharing your journey with me, Sharon. And you guys, I'd love to hear from you. And I also would love to pray for you. So you can always find me on Facebook. You can come inside of our free Facebook group. Um, it is a different name than our podcast. It is Mind, Body, Spirit, Holistic Faith for Women. You can find us in there. Also, the link will be in the show notes down below. Or you can just email me, Kristen at KristenFieldsChadwick.com, and that will be in our show notes as well. All right. Now, and here's my little plug too. If you want to come alongside and continue to be a partner in Holistic Hearts, I, I really am so honored and humbled every time somebody goes to buymeacoffee.com and supports this podcast. Thank you so much for those who have donated um, and those who have donated continually. I appreciate you so much. Okay. All right. So like I said, we're wrapping up the book of Matthew. And I know for me, each day I read about a chapter a day, and maybe you joined in with me, or maybe you read a couple chapters or maybe a paragraph here and there. Um, and you read along too. And I, I love that we can do this together. Um, I used mostly the passion translation and 
I also had alongside me my ESV little leather Bible handy too, and my Phillips translation as always. Um, and so I had those three and of course the Bible app to kind of peruse through and compare notes and um, enjoy each translation to the fullest. So I love what, uh, well, first, let me tell you what the show is going to be about today. This is like, I wanted to do a wrap up where we're going to talk about some key takeaways that I learned. And I'd love to hear from you on your takeaways. I'd love to hear your highlights of what stuck out to you in the book of Matthew. Um, and that's what I'm going to share today. Uh, I love how the word, like you can read, I, I've probably read the book of Matthew dozens of times. And I know that every time something else is going to pop out and hit my heart new every time. And there are days when I felt the weightiness of Jesus's words. And there were days where I really had to dig in and imagine and really soak in and really surrender my own to-do list and sit with him. Only through his Holy Spirit are we able to sit and let the word penetrate our hearts. So for me this month, there were some overarching themes that I felt like I would, I wanted to share with you here. Um, and one was, I was really moved by how Jesus healed everywhere he went, he healed everyone. And the moving moment of when he healed the leper really struck me. I want you to go back if you haven't uh, go listen to the encounter in episode 169, because that moment really blessed me in my own quiet time, <laughs> you know, my, my cringe quiet time, that, that slogan right there gives me the cringies. Anyway, my time with Jesus, it really blessed me to hear the story of the leper and it actually turned into an invitation of an encounter where um, Jesus so sweetly would touch my feet, which if you know my story, that's an area of pain for me. Um, it's a part of an autoimmune thing that I have um, been working through and asking the Lord for healing. And in particular, this month of May, the Lord has really been teaching me how to pray for healing, how to sit with him and imagine that Jesus is actually washing my feet with his oil of gladness, the balm of, um, balm of Gilead and the shoes of the gospel of peace just being poured over my feet. And it's been so beautiful all because of that story with the leper and I, I do encourage you to go back to, and listen to that episode for more on that, but it really has uh, stuck with me and I have declared healing over my feet and I am believing for full healing. And I want to share this testimony that there is undeniable progress in the healing of my feet this month, which is so incredible. And I really started off this month um, actually, it was a couple months ago where 
I surrendered in my journey of trying to heal my feet in all of the human ways. And I said to Jesus, I said to a a prayer warrior friend of mine who we were having our monthly prayer call together. And I remember saying to her, nothing on this earth is going to heal my feet. It has to be kingdom healing. And something in that moment struck me of, yep, my healing is only going to come from Jesus himself. And then a few weeks later, him giving me this vision of washing over my feet has been a place of an anchoring for my own heart in the midst of pain and itching and um, just sitting on the floor with him in the mornings and imagining that has been so beautiful for me. And I hope that helps you in whatever area that you are struggling with, pain, weakness, um, it could be chronic, um, or it could be acute, that he is with you and he wants to heal you. You cannot deny he is a Jesus, a savior who heals. It is all over the book of Matthew. He healed so many people. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Another area that was a big focus was Jesus needing his connection time with the father. His heart needed his father. There were times when he went off, it seemed like after the busiest of days and would be out all night with the father. And this was another area, I kind of touched on it the last little takeaway that I shared, but this is an area that, that he's been growing in me to grow more in the quiet secret place, specifically in prayer, um, to pray for my kids before getting up out loud. Uh, I have been a journaler for years. I mean, since I was probably like 12 and I have journaled out my prayers since then. And praying out loud for me is not my go-to. And so that's been something that I've really honed in on really sharing my voice to my father and using my voice. It's an area to lean in and trust that he wants to hear me and that being still and waiting for his response is exactly where I need to be. And just as Jesus went into, went to the father, he wants to mirror that invitation for us as his children. And he invites us to come to the father too, to come and sit on his lap, to be seen, held and heard. Um, one thing that came up for me as I was remembering this was to have faith like a child is in, in coming to your father with whatever circumstance that's going on in your life is much like my, my daughter, when she was little, uh, she was very much a daddy's little girl. Her first words were dada, not mama. And it took her forever to say mama. I swear she did it out of spite because <laughs> that was just kind of her personality back then. But going along with that, she would for years, she would never let me try to fix anything like if a toy broke or um, like her shoe was untied or anything like that, she would always just say, daddy, fix it. 
And I love that now just thinking of like, she had total faith that no matter what Joshua would fix it, daddy fix it. And I, I want to receive that as beautiful trust that that's our invitation to go to the father and say, father, fix it. Daddy, fix it. Isn't that awesome? I love that. Also, uh, he's, he guided me in Matthew nineteen fourteen. Now this, I wanted to do a separate episode on, I just did not have the spare moment to record. Um, but Matthew nineteen fourteen is this beautiful picture and moment where Jesus invites the little children. And it says in here in Matthew 19, let me find this little spot here. Jesus overheard them and said, I want little children to come to me. So never interfere with them when they want to come for heaven's kingdom realm is composed of beloved ones like these. Listen to this truth. No one will enter the kingdom realm of heaven unless he becomes like one of these. Then he laid hands on each of them and went on his way. You guys, you know what stuck out to me? Jesus laid his hand on each of the children. And so this this particular invitation for me, and I hope for you too, whether you're a mom, a grandma, a teacher, a mentor, you have children around you, there is this invitation that we can picture each of our children on the lap of Jesus, his hand upon their head, on their shoulder, and blessing each of them. I did like a deep dive into, okay, what is the blessing? And there's so much there. It could, it really could be a whole episode, (laughs) but what's powerful is that we have this Holy spirit living within us that is always connected to the kingdom throne room where we, we have access because of Jesus to the father. So if we picture our children, Mike Copeland, Riker, Emerson Sawyer, sitting on the lap of Jesus, And we get to pause it and be still and hear the heart of the father over our children. How stinking cool is that? And powerful. You guys, I did this for my kids after this little light bulb moment for me. And it was incredibly powerful to hear the Holy Spirit speak over each of them. Jesus blessing each of them. And he still is blessing each of our children. The invitation is there. And I encourage you to write it down so that you don't forget and come back to it. Okay. Another takeaway was I really saw how many times Jesus loved to tell stories. He was a great storyteller. He explained these extravagant, deep spiritual truths through the power of story. And for me as a podcaster, as somebody who works with people who tell stories all day long, my ears are intrigued. And so I loved just thinking about how Jesus loved telling stories. 
in chapter 13 alone, there were seven parables in itself. And I called my mom, I remember on uh, May 13th, and I was like, dang, there were so many parables in there. And it was really hard to unpack all of those. Because honestly, we could probably unpack all seven parables for the rest of 2023 and still not uncover all the spiritual truths that lay hidden for us to, to discover. But that's the beauty. Not only is he a great storyteller, but he loves like the mystery. He loves uh, letting us dig for treasure. And I know each of you have a powerful story of, of how the parable of the pearl or the talents or um, the vineyard, all of those. And I love that they speak to our hearts because that's how Jesus is. He wants our hearts. And just like a great movie touches our whole heart, so does he. All right, chapter 22 really stuck out to me. And it really had me mulling over the thought of Jesus in multiple ways. Chapter 22 really focused on um, the wedding feast. And Jesus tells the story of when um, he invites the people to come to the wedding. And uh, the servants who go out to invite all of these people in the streets to come into the wedding, they come back and say that the the people were too busy or they couldn't come to the feast, to this wedding feast. And then he finally says, um, the king said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready, yet those who have been invited to attend didn't deserve the honor. Now I want you to go into the streets and alleyways and invite anyone and everyone you find to come and enjoy the wedding feast in honor of my son. So the servants went out into the city streets and invited everyone to come into the wedding feast, good and bad alike, until the banquet hall was crammed with people. So there's that, right? So this is, in essence, the king, the king of kings, the father, has invited um, people into this beautiful wedding. It is the great wedding, right? Jesus is the bridegroom. We are the bride, and uh, we get to be a part of this, right? So then he noticed, let me go to chapter, or sorry, verse 11. Now, when the king entered the banquet hall, he looked with glee over all his guests. But then he noticed a guest who was not wearing the wedding robe provided for him. So he said, my friend, how is it that you're here and you're not wearing your wedding garment? But the man was speechless. Then the king turned to his servants and said, tie him up and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be great sorrow with weeping and grinding of teeth for everyone is invited to enter in, but few respond in excellence. Now, I will be real honest with you. I read that and was like, dang, the father or the king was vicious. Like he just sent this person who wasn't dressed well <laughs> out, uh, um, like he just banished him because he didn't change his clothes. However, I wanted, I ended up starting 
to like stew over this. I went on a walk. I actually talked to Joshua about it and we were unpacking it. And, and I encourage you to unpack this too for yourself. I, I, I believe that the Holy Spirit was on this conversation. So, um, just make sure that you are, are reading your Bible too, and asking the Holy Spirit to lead you as well. But one thing that stood out to me was he noticed, the king noticed a guest who was not wearing the wedding robe provided for him, which when I think of robe, I think of the robe of righteousness, right? The, the Jesus has given us, Jesus has given us this royal robe. We now are in the kingdom. We have been invited into this celebration. And to the king, it means so much to us to know it means so much to him for us to understand our identity that he, he is so passionate about it that we understand that we are now because of Jesus clothed in his righteousness. And I couldn't help but think of in church, in the world where we as believers are walking around in tattered clothes, so to speak, in tattered identities, in tattered and false and victim mindsets, in, in things that are um, weighing us down. And yes, there is a reality of, of life. There are trials and tribulations. Jesus said that there is there is going to be that in our life. And are we choosing to accept the identity that we have been invited into the banquet hall with the privilege of wearing the wedding robe? And where in our lives, in my own life, Am I still wearing old, tattered clothes? It's a huge invitation to walk into. Now, the other thing was, wow, Jesus, it just seems you're so harsh in this conversation, in this story. And I, so again, I was mulling on this. This is the beauty of reading scripture every day because you just kind of have it always in the back of your mind. And our, our favorite neighborhood pool, the Little Dipper. You've heard me talk about it, I'm sure, <laughs> previously on other uh, summers. And the Little Dipper, I love Little Dipper because some of our greatest friends are there. And one of them is Eugene, who has been on the podcast. And he asked me, you know, what have I been learning lately about Jesus? And I said, you know, I just read in chapter 22 about the wedding feast and how he invited all these people over and over again to come into the wedding. And they, they finally invited everyone good and bad alike. That's what it says in there. And they came, but then he was so upset about this person wearing the old clothes that he banished him, uh, from being able to be a part of this wedding feast. 
And it just seems so dark and out of character for Jesus. And I love what he said. He said, but isn't it so refreshing that he is a whole dynamic being? He is the God of Old Testament and new. It makes us make sense of the Old Testament. You guys, that blew my mind. I was like, oh my word, you are so right. He gives us so many chances, Jesus does. And thank goodness there is an end. There is a moment where he says, I have given you everything and yet you still have not chosen. So take that or leave it. I thought it was super profound and God loves to wrestle with us. He doesn't mind our questions. He does not mind our questions. And that's another takeaway is that we can be okay. I can be okay that I don't always fully understand and faith has to come into play. And there are going to be moments where I have to settle in and trust that God is going to reveal in due time wisdom and truth and understanding. It may not be here in this moment, and that's okay. And I may not understand, but the invitation is that I can trust him. Remember, like we just talked about, daddy fix it, (laughs) right? There are two moments in the last couple of chapters of Matthew that stuck out to me where, again, I really needed to process and ask questions and be okay with the wrestling. Um, So chapter 27, verse 51, let's see here, is when... Let me go a little bit further. Sorry, guys. This is real time here. 5750, 2751. Okay. So we now are, Jesus is on the cross. He has suffered tremendously. And he cries out and he took his last breath and he gave up his spirit. Verse 51 says, at that moment, the veil in the Holy of Holies was torn in two from the top to bottom. Now, right here, I have never, at least I don't remember. (laughs) I, I don't remember this at all, but I find it fascinating. The earth shook violently. Rocks were violently split apart and graves were open. I remember hearing about the earthquake, but I do not remember this part and graves were open. Then many of the holy ones who had died were brought back to life and came out of their graves. Say what? That's what I put in my, in my Bible. These people who had died came out of their graves. And after Jesus's resurrection, they were seen by many people walking in Jerusalem. Okay. Anyone else is like, what? What, what, what? (laughs) I just was dumbfounded by those verses in Matthew. I don't know if it's just never caught my eye or I just skimmed over it, but I find it so fascinating. So if you guys have ever heard this taught, I would love to hear your resources on this because 
It literally is talking about dead people walking around just like Jesus did with resurrected bodies. How cool is that? Okay. And then the second one, which blew my mind was in Matthew 28, where, um, let's see, it was the, oh, okay. So this was on the third day. That's right. It was on the third day and Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to take a look at the tomb. Suddenly the earth shook violently beneath their feet as the angel of Yahweh descended from heaven, heaven, lightning flashed around him and his robe was dazzling white. The guards were stunned and terrified, lying motionless like dead men. Then the angel walked up to the tomb and rolled away the stone and sat on top of it. <laughs> I just have a funny picture of that in my head. Um, anyway, just knowing that the earth shook um, in this moment, I've just never, I don't know why I've never really dove into that. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that and being okay with questions, you know, like Matthew's version of the resurrection day is a little different than Mark, Luke, and John. And that's okay. Right. We have that power of story. We all have different accounts of what has happened even in the last year, let alone this was written. I can't remember if it was like 30 years later, 20 years later. So anyway, just interesting little moments for me. And I wanted to end on this very last uh, section in Matthew 28, because it hit me um, here too, that Jesus is speaking. Um, this is a moment of the, the great commission. So meanwhile, the 11 disciples heard the wonderful news from the women and left for Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had arranged to meet them. So they're all going to the rendezvous spot, right? The moment they saw him, they worshiped him, but still had lingering doubts. Do you ever do that? Do you ever have worship in your heart and yet you are doubting? <laughs> that feels so real, guys. This is real. These are real people. All right. Verse 18. Then Jesus came close to them. I love that. Jesus comes close. And he said, all authority of the universe has been given to me. Now, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is the first time, at least to my knowledge, that now it is a baptism in the Trinity, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Isn't that cool? I love that. And the last verse is, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded and never forget that I am with you every day, even to the completion of this age. He never leaves us, you guys. That was the closing remarks of Matthew's pen. Can you imagine him writing at his desk saying, what would be the best way to end this book, this letter? And that's how he ended it was Jesus, Jesus's sweet words of, I am with you every day, even all the way to now, guys, 
even into the future as far as until Jesus comes back, right? He is with us every day. And let us not ever forget that. We are not alone. We are with him. Even through the questions, even through the doubts, through all of this, he is with us. Okay. I would love to hear your thoughts about the book of Matthew. I hope that you take some time. If you uh, were not able to read along with us, that's okay. You can always come back and go through this process. This is timeless. The word is timeless, right? You can do the encounters. You can journal through all this, um, but come and share. Like I said, email me if you want to do it privately or come into our Facebook group and share your thoughts of what you thought of the book of Matthew. All right, signing off my friends. See you next time.